0: Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there indeedy and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Rounding up the latest news and everything going on in a galaxy far, far away. My name's Gary. I'm your host for this week. I'm going to be flying solo again. There's some repairs that need doing on the old Falcon. And that means Mark skipped it, as usual. Typical work to be done. And Mark buggered off. I jest, of course. He's just doing uh, doing housey stuff. Last week I told you about him uh, having to sort out moving stuff, boxes and all that jazz, so that hasn't changed. He's being dicked around a little bit with dates and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah. Mark's going to be doing Uh, some of that stuff so hopefully next week you'll be back but it's just me again this week and i hope you guys are keeping well keeping safe staying healthy as the old uh covid seems to be taking hold again unfortunately so i do hope you guys are all well and if you're not i hope this podcast gives you a little bit of a little bit of relief and uh some uh escape from what's going on in the crappy world (laughs) right now got some news coming up i'm going to talk about uh, some high republic stuff uh, some sweet merch on the way and uh yeah and uh, one of those rumors that you know we know you know the ones we've spoken about the many times before on the show where does it hold water is it a, a thing is it a thing is it not a thing we don't know we don't know but we'll uh, we'll have a look at that and, and see what's happening I uh, hope you enjoyed last week, kind of went into a bit of a dive into some other newsy bits there, and a couple of rumours there, so if you haven't checked that out, go back and listen to episode 75, which is all good. And uh, yeah, so in terms of what I've been up to for Star wars stuff, uh, I managed to bag the, there was a really cool uh, Black Series, one um, per figure, that was announced as part of the Hasbro Pulse um, uh, announcements and whatnot and it just looks so cool more than anything i love the packaging i really love those uh, the retro packaging i do so the it's they've kind of stayed uh, in line with the retro stuff so if you've noticed over the past few months and we spoke about this many shows ago that the individual figure lines the six inch lines they've gone through a bit of a redo redesign for the packaging so they've still got the black uh, sort of dark look Effect, but now they've added some extra colorways and everything on the sides and stuff. They've added these extra colors for different groups of figures, stuff like that, which does look very cool. Don't get me wrong, um, but I'm a sucker for the old, uh, the old retro-looking stuff. And uh, this uh, Hoth Wampa figure that was released as part of the Empire Strikes Back range, uh, still in the Black Series range, but yeah, it's like an oversized um, box. It opens out, and it's got uh, a really cool redesign figure. So they did a Wampa figure a while back now, a couple of years ago. But this one just looks really cool. So I managed to bag one of those. Here in the UK, we have a uh, we have a a, a geek a geeky uh, shop called Forbidden Planet. And they're normally typically, normally typically? <laughs> they're typically pretty good with pre-orders and whatnot. So I managed to bag one of those, which is good. So I'm looking forward to that. The old money's been taken out of the account. So I'm assuming it's going to be dispatched fairly soon. So that's going to go on the shelf. Very cool. I'll put some Picks on our Instagram account and our Twitter when I get that, so I'm really pleased about that, and I also bagged a poster that I've been wanting to get for years and years, but well, I always put it off, I always forget about it, or I always just don't think about it, and um, I was watching the, uh, you guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about this, but I was watching the documentary the other night, or some of it, uh, the Empire of Dreams, the original trilogy thing, which is on Disney Plus by the way, I was watching some of that, and there's a a scene where Lawrence Kasdan's talking about some script stuff and story stuff with a uh, with the Empire Strikes Back section and um in the background he's got a framed a framed poster of the of the Return of the Jedi but it's the as you guys well well know it's the original title that was first uh first kicking around which was Revenge of the Jedi before they made a last minute change and changed it to Return so uh, you can still pick up those revenge posters but you have to sort of find a decent quality we have to find somebody that has a decent quality uh, resolution image so you get a decent print And I managed to find one on Etsy yes yeah, so I just saw that the other night and I thought right I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I've wanted to pick one of those up for ages so I ordered that it arrived this morning it looks very very nice so my advice if anyone wants to pick up that poster or any of the old posters that are knocking around those old classic ones from Etsy or you know, any other print shop, whatever, just make sure that you you check out the reviews and make sure that people are happy with the the quality of the print because sometimes people haven't got a a decent res, especially if you go up to a, a certain size. So I ordered the A2 size, which is not massive, but, you know, I still want a decent quality print and it looks very good. So that's going to be framed and up on the wall, which is all good. And lastly, I hope you're all excited about Star Wars Squadrons that landed yesterday, 2nd of October. Uh, in true Gary fashion, I went back on my word and picked it up. Obviously, so for the past few, well, past couple of months, I've been saying, "Yeah, it looks kind of looks good, but I'm not sure I'll pick it up on day one. I might just wait until it's on on Game Pass because EA Play is going to be folded into Game Pass next month. So I thought, oh, even if it's not on there straight away, I'll just I'll just wait it out and get it. But I kind of uh, kind of jumped on the hype train. I started seeing a load of YouTube video reviews and stuff that landed on the first of October as the embargo lifted and I was like wow well, this does look does look pretty good so I think the overall uh, gist of those reviews was it feels really great to play it's really really cool like the, the graphical detail within the cockpits and stuff and then the way the ships handle and some additional controls and uh, they showed some gameplay footage of multiplayer and single player and I was like yeah this does look pretty sweet so managed to find a decent price cdkeys.com managed to get a decent price for that I played a couple of hours yesterday and my overall thoughts are, before I get on to the actual show, my overall thoughts are it does feel very, very good. They do, they've done a great job with that kind of classic feeling flight sim. So those of you that are old enough, if you're old enough to remember the old uh, DOS based the old really old PC games, TIE Fighter and X-Wing and stuff, it kind of feels like that in a way. Because what they've done is they've, they've gone back to that good old Mix of like, it feels like a bit more of a detailed flight sim than something like Starfighter Assault, which was what was baked into uh, Battlefront Two. So it kind of feels like that. I think it's based off the same engine. I believe I could be wrong, but I think it's part of the same graphics engine. So it feels like because that's very arcadey. That's uh, Starfighter Assault very much a right fly that way. Just you know, mash the laser button, blow stuff up, and that's your lot really. In a nutshell, whereas this feels very more, very much more in depth in terms of uh, the controls mainly, um, and what's cool about it is there's some extra stuff that make it feel like a bit more of a, a flight sim versus an. It's, it's got a nice mix of that stuff really. So, as you're knocking around in different ships, you can um, you can divert your power to different areas of the ship. So, if you hit up on the D-pad, that'll divert all of your power to your lasers. If you hit right, it's your shields. If you hit the D-pad left, that'll give you more power to your engine, so you can speed up. And when you hit down, it sort of rebalances everything. So you've got like a really nice on-the-fly way of um, sort of adapting your gameplay, if you like. So if you're going to go into a certain section of the map, all guns blazing, you can just give your your laser some extra oomph, and then you can sort of turn around, give your give your um, your engine some oomph, and get out of there. Rinse and repeat. Come back, and then as you're approaching like a busy uh, sort of uh, area that's going on, you can just get your your shields up, get in there, and then give your late. So it, it kind of you can you can tailor your gameplay within each um, scenario exactly how you want it, and that's really cool. So that's what. So that's a bit of a game changer in terms of kind of Star Wars flight sim stuff over the years. And it's, it's stuff that we haven't seen for for donkeys, really. So that's very, very cool. And in terms of gameplay and story, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. And I've only played it myself a couple of hours, but the storyline is fairly, it's fairly, it's fairly basic, I would say. It's not going to, you're not going to look back on Star Wars Squadrons in like ten years time and still be talking about the story campaign. It's not like um, Knights of the Old Republic. It's not that kind of in depth, and rightly so. You know, this is more of a sort of an action flight sim. Um, but it's still pretty good. and some decent characters in there. Some of them are quite funny. and uh, But more so, the um, the detail inside the cockpits of the ship it just looks so cool, man. They've really done a good job. on all the little instruments and controls, they all actually reflect something that's actually going on to your ship and stuff. And, um, yeah, so you can clearly see when, you know, you've got a problem with something and you can clearly see when, um, like, when you're taking damage. Like, one of the things about Starfighter Assault... Was in typical kind of mass multiplayer style, you you just you enter the the map, and you you know you hope hopefully kill some and take down some other ships. But then it doesn't take a lot for you to be de- you know your ship to be destroyed. It's like do 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 do, and then bosh you're done. Whereas in squadrons, you can actually take a fair bit of damage before before it's lights out. So you know, like your windscreen starts to crack, and there's like damage to your certain you know certain engine or something or a wing which you can get your onboard droid to to repair and stuff like that. So it's it's a bit more in-depth, I would say, overall. And But graphically, it looks lovely as you're in... There's no third-person view, by the way. It's all first-person, you're inside the cockpit. Uh, and the reason they've done that, I think, is because you need to be really aware of the the controls and stuff. Like I mentioned, those additional um, routing of energy to different things using a D-pad on console, anyway. You need to be able to see where that's going and what's happening with that and there's some cool little customization pieces as well you can um you can sort of kit the interior of your your ship out and do various things and there's little bobbleheads and stuff and yeah so will i still be playing it in a couple of months time i don't know man i'm not sure so the the single player stuff i think a lot of people are saying it's a it's roughly seven hours worth of play and then of course you've got the multiplayer on top of that I'm not sure if there's any DLC coming we've had no word on that just yet so will I go back to it and play through probably I'm hoping when the next gen consoles land they might release a, a patch for it that unlocks the frame rate and stuff like that so it feels really smooth and nice and I'll also put my xbox gamer tag my xbox name out there in the show notes so if anybody wants to link up and and do some some squadrons multiplayer or even some Battlefront 2 even though that's not very busy these days we can do that so there we go Star Wars Squadrons so I'll give you a bit more of a an in-depth review in terms of the story stuff because I think I do think that has some really nice elements in there and I'll also wait for Mark to come back I'm not sure if he's going to pick it up even if he does he's pretty busy at a minute so but I might just give you some more some more details about that next week and I'll put a spoiler warning of course as always before that so that's Star Wars Squadrons hopefully you guys are going to pick that up it's fairly cheap by the way It's not one of these $60, £60 uh, full-price games. Um, I managed to find it for £27 on CD Keys, but even Amazon and other places, I think the highest I saw it was like 33 quid. So, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty good value for that. So, anyway, that's Squadrons. But before we crack on with the rest of episode 76, remember to subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. We're on all of that stuff. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of that's jazz. Um, or head over to com. We have all of our shows listed on there. We've got our own website, which is provided by our host, Captivate.fm. So go and check that out. And there are links on there to go off to the socials as well. We're on those, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Give us a like and a follow over there. We post bits of Star Wars news and other, other little tidbits throughout the week in between shows. And we also have a really good... Um, support over on patreon so thank you so much to our continued supporters over there and if you like the show here you like what we do and you want to support us then head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion there are links there uh, so there are tiers there from one dollar upwards you can bag yourself some some swag some sor swag and uh yeah we'd love to have you as a as a supporter we put everything everything there just goes back into the show covers all the hosting costs and all of our equipment to make sure we're sounding good and and all that stuff and also to bring you some cool merch and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, but thank you. Like I said, thank you so much to our current patrons. We love you guys for your continued support. And uh, anyone else that wants to support us, just head over there, Patreon.com/slash forward Spark of Rebellion. So, first of all, uh, I mentioned earlier, I managed to pick up the the Wampa Beast, the Wampa Ice Beast, as part of the Black Series one. But we mustn't discount the old uh, uh, the old retro line of of, of collectibles that that uh that Hasbro do and this one caught my eye because very rarely do you see um like something that looks like a fan edit but when you realize it's actually a real thing you're like oh OMG this is the real deal so I saw this the other day I was scanning through something I was looking through something on my RSS feed I've got an RSS feed that um pumps in loads of Star Wars news and whatnot um and uh I saw this and it was—I think I saw it on Jedi News—and it's the uh, the um, I can't where's that? It's the Tantive Tantive Four hallway playset, and it looks really—it just looks legit. And it's the scene at the very beginning, very beginning of A New Hope, where you got the Rebel uh, fighters trying to hold off the Stormtroopers, and they've just they've just docked, and then they've um, they've cut their way through the door, and then you got there just before Vader comes through. So you've got that whole. Um, hallway uh, place it uh, I've had a look on the pics. I don't think I don't think the figures are included. I think you get one figure. I think you get one of the um, I think you get one of the uh, uh, rebel fighters uh, rebel fleet trooper uh, uh, which is um, based on the Rogue One um, uh, series of, 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 of figures by the way. It's not based on A New Hope although it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron because, you know, the Rogue One Tantive uh hallway and everything was based on a New Hope. They tried to replicate that exactly, and then this is based on that. So take your pick. Could be a New Hope, could be Rogue One, whatever. But it does look very, very cool. It looks very cool. Now, obviously, to make full use of this, you would need to, uh, you'd need to kit this out with some other figures. If you had just one lonely Rebel Fleet Trooper on there. That would look a bit sad, really. So you'd need to. I think if you were serious about picking this up, and it's not too, it's not too pricey. Uh, it's it's going to retail for fifty dollars. Um. So it's not too bad, to be honest with you. Um. But the thing is, you'd probably need to spend that again or more to kick this out with some figures. You'd want at least. You'd want at least uh, a few stormtroopers knocking around, um, and on the box art they've actually got Vader just looking he's sort of hovering menacingly through the um through the doorway at the end so you'd probably want a vader as well if you haven't got one of those um so yeah you'd probably want to uh to get it out but it does look very cool i could see this looking really nice on the shelf um yeah so i might have to look at that i'm not sure when this is out it just says fall uh so take that as any time from now until the end of november i suppose uh, but this is one for the shelf, definitely. So, we'll be looking to pick that up. So that's the that's the um, the Tantive Four hallway playset. Comes with one Rebel Fleet trooper, but you probably want to kit it out with some more stuff. Uh, moving on, we have a new feature coming to Disney Plus, which is kind of cool. So, those of you that remember, I, f- I think it was a few years ago now, there was a a feature that Netflix introduced really early on, which was their group watching feature, which they canned off for some reason. But Disney Plus have looked at that and thought, yeah, I'll have a little bit of that. Yeah, we'll go for some of that. And they've announced that now, which is going to drop... I think they're rolling out now. I think it's going to be rolled out throughout the US uh, really soon. I think it's coming uh, September... Hold on a second. Uh, it's already out. Sorry. Uh, somewhat, some point in September uh, in Canada... Um, Uh, New Zealand, Australia, obviously now live in the US, and it just says the feature is going to be rolled out to Europe later in the fall. So again, just take that as any time between now and the end of November. Uh, It sounds pretty cool. So what you can do is up to six people can dive in and watch the same thing together. Now, you might think, well, that's, you know, you can do that anyway. You can do that now. You can all just text each other and you can all do a countdown. Three, two, one, press play and off you go. Of course you can. That's all good. Uh, But what they've done is they've integrated just a couple of little things that might make it easier to watch in terms of uh, as a group. So what you can do is you can link up to six or invite six other people. Everyone obviously needs a Disney Plus subscription. And uh, and invitations must come from uh, either your mobile app or the website. Um, but you don't have to watch it on those. You can watch it on your TV if you want. But if you want to invite somebody, that has to come from your phone and so on. And um, what you can do is once you've invited everybody, uh, then you have synchronized playback. Um, so that means that all six of you are watching it exactly the same time. But it also means is that you've also got the ability to pause it uh, and rewind and stuff like that, fast forward. And that will apply to the whole group. So I've not used this yet because it hasn't rolled out to Europe yet. So I would imagine or hope that there is some kind of um, lead account out of the six people, and they take charge of pausing and stuff, otherwise it's gonna get really annoying with everybody pressing the pause button or whatever. But it does mean that if somebody's like, yo, yo, I need the toilet, somebody can pause that and then off you go and then can all resume together, which is cool. And then the, the other thing they're doing is you'll be able to react to each other with certain scenes and stuff. So a little bit like anyone that's ever seen a live stream on Twitter, or Instagram as somebody's talking you know you can you can do like the heart emoji or the funny emoji it's basically you know a carbon copy of that so they've got six different emojis you've got like funny sad angry scared and surprised so you can throw those reactions up as you're watching as well that sounds kind of cool I imagine this will be great for especially first time first time viewing so when the Mandalorian season two lands for example you can get some mates together Get your buddies together, watch that, and then you'll be all like surprised together with your emojis and stuff. So, but most of all, it's more about the synchronized playback, which is cool. So, hopefully, our US friends are making uh, some use of that right now. And uh, we'll use this, we'll test it out when it lands in Europe and let you guys know what the dealio is with that. Uh, some more merch news, some more merchy stuff. Uh, Adidas have announced here in the UK anyway some tie-ins with Star Wars. They've done this for donkey's years. Uh, this is going back like, I don't know, 10, maybe 15 years. Adidas have always had these kind of limited run uh, Star Wars fashion lines. They've done everything over the pa- uh, past years, like sweatshirts, um, baseball caps, trainers, uh, the whole lot really. And they're continuing that. So we're going to get a new line of Boba Fett and Chewbacca line of trainers. Uh, These are high tops. These kind of look like they're in the style of, and I really don't want to offend any sneaker fans here, and I'm not, I don't mean to, but they're in the same kind of style as uh, Air Jordan 1s. They've got that kind of retro-y look about them. And uh, like I said, I'm not saying that these are like um, AJ1s or they're trying to be like that, but they do have that same kind of look and and vibe about them. Uh, And they come in two flavors, like I just said, the Boba Fett one, it's got a, a kind of dark greeny colour about it with some red and yellow highlights. And it's also got a fetching little pouch on the side, which is interesting. I don't know what you would put in said pouch, but yeah, uh, it could be kind of cool. And then the Chewbacca one is even more out there. That's got the the brown suede look about it. Uh, looks like the same colour as the majority of Chewy's fur. And it's got some lighter little tufts of fur that are coming off of it and it's also got down the middle across the laces. it looks like it's got um the shoulder um ammo belt that uh, Chewy wears uh, going down the down the, the front so that's kind of cool these will set you back uh the Boba Fett one will set you back 85 pounds and the Chewy one will set you back 120 pounds you pay extra for that fur yeah don't uh, make no bones about it if you want the extra tufts of fur you got to pay for that. So that's kind of cool. I'm not sure when these are out. Again, never sure when these things are out, but I think they are out now. Uh, Let me just double check so I can give you guys up to the minute info. Uh, Nope, they're not out now coming the end of October. So the 22nd of October here in the UK, I'm sorry, our global and US friends, I'm not sure when these are landing overseas. But here in the UK, You'll be able to bag these, and you can order. You can pre-order them now. Actually, no, you can't pre-order through Adidas. You can set a reminder. You can sign up. You can set a reminder, and then I imagine they'll shoot you an email or something to let you know when you can jump on and order them. So, if you're into your if your sneaker game is strong and you want some some Star Wars flavor added to your to your sneakers, then um, then these might be uh, might be kind of cool for you. Now, the High Republic that big old uh, elephant in the room that we thought we were going to get this year that's kind of just sitting there nicely simmering away just ready to be unleashed onto Star Wars fandom. Uh, the, the, the Some of the authors around the first stories that are dropping for High Republic they are trying to kind of slowly build a bit of hype. I don't think they want to go too nuts too fast with this but uh, over on Superhero Hype they recounted an interview that Charles Saul did um, with with the Hollywood Reporter recently and they asked him about his upcoming novel so his book which is called The High Republic, Light of the Jedi that's going to be the first book in this kind of multimedia run that's going to land um, at the beginning of next year and uh, it's kind of a big deal this one because we're kind of relying on The High Republic to be one of those things that just just makes us forget about all of the sort of negativity around Star Wars that's happened over the last few years with the sequel trilogy stuff and all that backlash and whatnot. This is our opportunity to really dive into just something new, just a whole new thing. And I know Mark and I were a little bit kind of hesitant about this. It kind of sounds cool at the moment, but uh, obviously like you guys were just relying on these first pieces to to dive into and stuff. So the High Republic Light of the Jedi lands early next year. And Charles went on to say, my personal mandate for Light of the Jedi was to explore genre in a new way we hadn't directly seen in the franchise to bring the concepts of Star Wars to places that would feel fresh and cool. It's a disaster movie. He said, it's a mystery. It's a race against time team on a mission story, which sounds really interesting. It does sound super interesting. So it sounds like this particular story anyway, They're not just following the. It's not like a cookie cutter. We're just going to follow the same formula as a bunch of other Star Wars stories that you've read over the years. It does sound like they are really trying to make something of this High Republic storytelling, which is very cool, which is really cool. I'd hate for it to be just another, you know, another uh, Star Wars formula of, you know, oppressed you know I know it's not going to be like that because the, the the Jedi at this point in the story are you know deemed as like very much in high regard and you know everything's on the surface at least a very um, very uh, well to- do and you know the Jedi held in high regard and whatnot uh, anyway he goes on to say that the structure of the novel is unusual quote unquote something he got from the Empire Strikes Back he said that the story is going to stretch the same way as the timeline of the 1980s movie. He goes on to say that I've never done anything like The High Republic. From the writer's room approach to the scope, stakes and opportunity, it's wild. The closest analogue I can think of is working on the big multi-title crossover comic stories that I've done at Marvel and DC, but this is bigger by at least an order of magnitude. There's also the sense that even though The High Republic is its own era, it's part of a shared history with the entirety of Star Wars continuity and things that happen in a different piece of Star Wars content might have a direct influence on what we can do in our stories so again that's good news it sounds like at least that they've thought about the big huge um epicness of the potential of star wars throughout different eras and all of that connected tissue you know that brings everything together but it also sounds like they've they've done it in a careful way so by mentioning all of that multi-crossover stuff that's already been done throughout marvel and dc it sounds like they've looked at all that stuff and thought, right? Okay, these guys do that stuff very well. You know, let's let's take some learnings from that, uh, and let's pump that into our own sort of Star Wars version of this multi-story, multi-medium stuff. So, this was a good interview, really. I think it sets up the hype. You know, you know, it, it makes the hype train move forward a little bit faster, which is nice. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for the light of the Jedi to land. I think it's, um, I think it's going to be a good a good stepping stone into the rest of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, um, I'll chat with Mark about this when he's back, hopefully next week, get his thoughts on this stuff. But I I know he's a little bit hesitant about it. I know he's not really, it's not kind of, you know, keeping him up at night or anything. So be interesting to get his thoughts as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat about this some more next week when he's back. And, uh, you never know, we might have some more high Republic news then to come back to. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Charles Saul, uh, repping the old High Republic stuff, which sounds good. And to finish up the show, it's going to be a slightly short one this week, to finish up the show, uh, it wouldn't be Star Wars, would it, without uh, a rumour or a leak, a supposed leak going on. And this one, this centres around our young lad from the end of The Last Jedi, the little um, lad that, you know the one, at the very end, uh, he very, very, in a very cute fashion... Um, uh, reaches over and uses the force to to bring the, the broom into his hands. And uh, I know that, like a lot of you guys, when we first went and saw The Last Jedi, when we went to see that, at the end we were thinking, oh my God, this is like, in the next film we're going to have this young lad, he's going to be older, he's going to be one of the, the new... sort of... the new... Uh, generation of Jedi and he's going to be trained by somebody or at least he's going to be mentioned but no he was forgotten he was shoved into the vault of the into the abyss of Star Wars uh, uh, memories but like I said in typical fashion uh, another week and another Star Wars rumor so apparently uh, this comes from we got this covered and they are saying that from a trusted source These are the guys that also broke the rumour that um, uh, Rey would be Palpatine's granddaughter and Ahsoka Tano will be in The Mandalorian. So apparently these guys are saying that from that very same source, this information is supposedly true. Now, here it is. So, Disney slash Lucasfilm have started development on a film for Rey. This is going to be a solo Star Wars film. I imagine that over the next months, years, this will have morphed into it's going to be a trilogy. No, it won't be. It'll be a Disney Plus thing. No, it's a film again. No, it's been cancelled. Thanks for coming. But apparently, according to their intel, uh, they've already cast the young lad who's now grown up. They've already cast Broomboy, So actor Ty Sheridan, who played Cyclops? Cy- <laughs> who played Cyclops? <Cyplex>? Ty Sheridan. <laughs> who played Cyclops in the most recent X Men film? Apparently, has been cast as Broom Boy, all grown up. And the movie will reportedly focus on Ray training a new class of Jedi, of which this character will be a part of. That so, Broom, Broom Boy's now got a name, apparently, according to again. So Ty Sheridan. Uh, He's going to be the adult version of Broomboy who's been canonically named as Tamiri or Tamiri Blagg. So, Blagg is apparently one of the new class of Jedi that Ray is going to be training. And, you know, to sort of round this off, Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy has already openly referred to plans to continue Ray's storyline beyond the Skywalker saga. These would also include Finn and Poe. Now, guys, it's another one of those pinch of salt moments it really is I can't see Daisy Ridley and I especially can't see uh, Baega coming back anytime soon for Star Wars it's just I think they they love the films I think they're from what you can tell they loved working on these films I think there's been a lot of discussion recently around especially from John Boyega around the race side of things. So he's absolutely not happy with that side of things. But I think overall, these guys are generally happy with, with what they did on these films. But you can't deny that they've received an awful lot of beep from Star Wars fandom over the years about these. And they're still getting it to this day. You know, there's there's been those stories that came out a couple of months ago where Boyega's like, I'm just done with Star Wars man I've moved on and everyone just went nuts at him for that like how could you how could you turn your back on all that and he's like whoa, whoa whoa I'm an actor dude that was a job that's done I'm now moving on to other things and you get some some parts of fandom that can't wrap their heads around that and just go nuts so same with Daisy Ridley you know she still gets crap about various things to do with Ray and stuff like that so I honestly cannot see them guys wanting to rush back to do Star Wars anytime soon I honestly think they will. I think they will, but it's going to be a long old time, I think. I could, well, I don't know, man. Maybe like early next year, we're going to see an announcement like Daisy Ridley signed up for, you know, a Ray, a Ray film or a, TV, uh, a Disney Plus TV show. Who knows? But I just have the gut feeling that there's plenty more stuff to do for those guys in the world of acting and stuff there's no reason for them to to run back so quickly and do anything star wars related so there we go broom boy tamiri Black, has apparently already been cast or they're eyeing him up uh, and have approached him to play that part and it's going to be a a, a ray centered film now that she's uh put all the stuff around palps behind her and stuff and she's naming herself as a skywalker and stuff i guess you know she i get it She's gone back to the homestead on Tatooine, but now she's bored out of her mind. I know what I'll do. I'll I'll set up a new Jedi Academy or whatever. So there we go. The Ray Solo film apparently coming. And I think we're going to wrap there for episode 76. thank you so much guys for sticking with me for another week it's been great keeping you guys in the loop of everything star wars and what's going on uh, hopefully mark will be back next week and we can chat around star wars squadrons if any of you guys have picked that up let us know your thoughts on it as well give us a tweet uh, or uh, on instagram send us a message whatever you like let us know what you think of squadrons be plowing a few more hours into that i'm sure until next week Uh, for episode 77 remember to subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on just do a search for Spark of Rebellion you'll find us on there or head over to the website sparkofrebellion.com you can listen to all of our previous shows on there Uh, plus there are links to go off to the socials as well we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook give us a like and a follow over there we chat Star Wars throughout the week and uh, yeah we've got a great community of Star Wars fans over there so come and get involved there and if you like the show and want to support us then head over to our patreon patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion you can jump on from a dollar upwards there and uh, we'd love your support and you can get some swag there's a bunch of decal stickers like laptop stickers or whatever you want to put it it's all good uh, it goes all, all the way up to various uh, other tiers you can get producer credits you can come on and get involved in the show and thank you so much to our current patrons we love you guys for your continued support love you love you so have fun on squadrons, guys. Also, take care of yourselves. Stay self, Stay healthy. I know that COVID is kicking everyone's asses at the minute. So uh, whatever you're doing, if you're in lockdown or whatever, just stay cool, just stay strong. We'll get through it. And may the force be with you guys always.